What's up, guys? What's up? What's going on? Thank you. Thank you for downloading this episode of the podcast of the Taz Show. It's very much appreciated, as you guys know. Yes, thank you for doing that at iTunes or Spotify or TuneIn, Radio.com app, Apple Podcast. I think I said Spotify. If not, I'll say it again. Spotify. Yes. So very much appreciate all the love and the support, as always, for all these years and hundreds of episodes. Excuse me. A little hiccup. Not a hiccup. It's called a hiccup. If you think about it. You can call it a hiccup. Not a hiccup. It's a hiccup. It's like you hick off. It comes off off the sound. Off. Hiccup. Hick off. You're not getting that 20 seconds back of your life. What I just did there. I don't even know what I was doing. But I do know some people call them hiccups. But I digress. Uh, so anyway. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Like I said. And um, what episode are we at? I think we're at 500 and... 65, 4, 3, 2, 1, something like that. We're in the low 560s. I don't pay attention. Uh, Crying Brian um, has been producing the Taz show from behind the scenes. So, uh, Crying Brian, you guys remember him. Brian Carson is the man. Give him a follow on Twitter. And uh, Crying Brian is, um, he pays attention to that and logs it on the iTunes. So I don't, um, I don't know the answer to that. So I, I, I should and I don't um, because I, I don't know why, but I just don't. Once we get to 600, I'll make like a big deal, but not a huge deal out of it. Uh, if the show gets to 1,000, then we'll, make like, we'll do like a parade, you know, uh, somewhere. Like maybe, I don't know, in the streets, maybe in Manhattan. Maybe we'll go uh, to Dallas. We'll just go to Texas. We'll go to Texas Stadium where the Cowboys play. We'll just do it on the Tron. We'll do, I'll just broadcast from Texas Stadium. That'll probably never happen, but I'm just letting you know that would be funny if it did happen. Uh, so, <laughs> so, all right, this is going to be uh, an interesting pod, man. Um, a little while, I'm going to get into something that I've had people ask me, and uh, Pete the Body, Pete Pilotti, uh, he's the, uh, the the board op and uh, sometimes producer of Taz and the Moose, as I said, a good friend of mine, uh, works for with CBS, uh, CBS Radio. Uh, he, you know, he... He always uh, we talk a lot about wrestling when we're doing Taz the Moose off air, so uh, he's he's come up with some different topics. And one of the things that that always jumped out to him was like he said, "Well, what happens if you Taz, you don't sign with WWE when you did? What happens if you stay with ECW? So if you would have stayed, I should say in past tense, with ECW. So I'll get into that a little bit. Uh, it's interesting. I never, I never, I don't, I've, I've thought of it, but I never, I don't think I've ever talked about that. I might have, but like it's, I guess it's a what if situation, I guess, kind of. Yeah. You know, I guess. All right, we'll handle that later on, but yeah, it could be that type of situation. I don't know. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, anyway, yeah, but I want to get, before I do that, I want to talk a little bit about, it's kind of like a raw preview, I guess. Hopefully, you're not listening to this after raw, but. Um, you know, uh, hopefully you got a chance to listen to before Raw. So um, I hope because there's a couple of things. I'm not going to give a full Raw preview, but a couple of things on it I want to talk about. 
um, that jump out to me, uh, something with Bobby Lashley and, and something with Nia Jax. Um, I just want to jump into that a little bit because I have some thoughts and opinions on it. I think you guys might be interested to hear. Um, so I will do that in a second. Uh, first, I want to let you know, guys, that support for the Taz Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. So you understand the home plays a big role in your life and your family. That's uh, why they created Rocket Mortgage. And uh, see, they have these trusted partners that allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at a touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure that you're getting the right solution for you and your family. You don't need your wife or your husband saying, what'd you do? You got the wrong mortgage. Come on. Go to Rocket Mortgage. What the hell's going on over here? That's what you want to do. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply. Understand fully. And most importantly, mortgage confidently, guys. You want to be confident in anything you do, especially when it's a mortgage. It's a pretty freaking big thing. Okay? So to get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. And I'm Let's Consumer Access.org, number 3030. That's a rocket mortgage for you right there by Quicken Loans. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, okay, so Raw, right? Okay, so what they got going on on Raw, um, you know, is they're asking the question, basically, I saw this over the weekend, how will Sami Zayn uh, kind of expose Bobby Lashley? And Sami Zayn basically... Um, uh, the whole thing with the, the the three sisters that we've talked about with Bobby Lashley, where um, you guys, I mean, I would assume most of you guys know the situation that the storyline they got going on uh, where Sami Zayn is inviting Bobby's sisters to Raw. Now, um, uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it, should, be, it should be interesting because I, I, I told you, this whole thing with Bobby Lashley and the three sisters is, is very interesting. I predicted when this, I first saw that sit that interview with Renee, I believe it was with Bobby, that we would see these three sisters or at least one of them. And I got a funny feeling one of them, maybe not all three, one of them, or maybe it'd be all three, I doubt it, would end up being more of a, I hate to say a voice for Bobby, but like maybe the mouthpiece for Bobby, maybe. Um, the picture he painted of, uh, if I remember, I only i trying to remember, of one of the sisters, I can't remember the name, but was very like uh, uh, alpha and female, type A, you know, in-your-face type thing, aggressive. So he, he sold it great, Bobby. So that's what I'm thinking. All right, well, yeah, once that happened, it was like ding in my head. And then once the interview was wrapping up, if you remember what, what, what Renee, I think it was Renee, it wasn't Charlie, but it was Renee, I got confused on who, who's on what show. But um, he even revisited it again and brought up the sisters again. Did 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 uh, did Bobby Lashley now? So look, Sami Zayn, you know, uh, doing what he's doing. Um, it, it's cool. It, it, it's perfect for the character that Sami plays and portrays. I also think, to me, um, it's very obvious and very smart what they're doing with Sami Zayn. Is he he's just um, I hate to say it like this, but he's just. He's a bump in the road for 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 Bobby Lashley. I mean, I think this is a great angle, a great middle of the road angle for for Bobby to be in right now. I kind of like it because uh, Sammy's such a great talent, and he could talk. He's got some heat. He could work his rear end off. Um, I could see them working well together physically. <clears throat> um, you know, I, I could see it working. Um, just I don't think it's going to be a long drawn out angle or feud. But I do think it's it's a it's this storyline this angle is more about Bobby than it's about Sammy, 
Um, and sometimes that's just the way it goes. Sometimes you're the hammer, sometimes you're the nail. And in my opinion, in this case, as an overview of the storyline, Bobby Lashley is the hammer and Sammy is the nail. So um, that's it. Uh, you know, I've talked about the hammer and the nail before. I, you know, you've used the analogy if you'd like. Um, sometimes you're the windshield, sometimes you're the mosquito. Okay, so just don't steal my content. Don't steal my limericks, even though I probably didn't invent these. But uh, that would be a hack by you if you did that, okay? So, um, yeah, so Bobby would be the windshield, and Sammy would be the mosquito, right? So, uh, anyway, I, I think that uh, I think it's going to be cool that, that he invited Lashley's three older sisters. That They're going to be in Albany, New York, okay, which is uh, upstate New York, the capital of New York State. So that's where Raw is going to be. Um, always a good crowd up there in Albany, for sure. Um, so... I, look, I um, I feel like I don't know who the sister is going to be. Maybe I I hope it's not one of these things where it's just a one off, and it's just three actresses that they bring in to portray Bobby's sisters, and maybe Sammy does or says something to one of them, and it makes Bobby snap, and he just <clears throat> destroys Sammy and beats the tar, the tar out of him and destroys him, and and that's that. I hope that's not what happens. I hope they do a little bit of an angle with these guys for a little while. And I hope they don't – If I'd rather bring people from the wrestling business in. Maybe it's two actresses and one of the females is from the business. And and maybe it's someone they signed. And if someone did get signed, unbeknownst to me. So like I said, you know, guys know me. I don't read a lot of these dirt sheets and get some of that inside info. I just talk and riff what I feel and see. Um, and I'm a, as real as I sound. It's, it's, there's no agenda here by me. I just – that's my deal. So um, – I think it's good. I think it's good. I, I'm looking forward to it, but I do think that they should have two of these women be actresses and one of them be from the business, and the one of them ends up staying with Bobby as his valet, manager, mouthpiece, whatever you want to call his advocate, whatever, and and the other two kind of you know ride off into the sunset that are the actresses. If they bring three actresses in, it's going to feel weak. It's going to feel contrived. It's going to come off like acting. And it's going to be bad. It just and and I hope that don't happen because I I like Bobby a lot. He's my friend. I want nothing but the best from. I don't. I never met Sammy, but I respect his body of work and what he's done and doing in the business. So I hope it works out for both these guys. And I think it's it's intriguing. It should be cool. Um, okay. So on Raw, also uh, they, they got a dealio here with Nia Jax, right? Because she's she's going to defend her title uh, eventually here against uh, you know. The, <laughs> Against uh, Ronda Rousey, I'm laughing because, like, it's um, they they I like how they did it from the upfront at the NBC Universal, meaning that Nia Jax she chose Ronda Rousey to be her next challenger for the Raw Championship, Raw Women's Championship. So, and Ronda Rousey obviously agreed. You know, um, a, a couple of things I want to tell. I don't know if I talked about this recently on a podcast after this happened. This thing with Nia and Ronda, I I don't. I don't remember if I did. So humor me if I did. I don't. I don't like that. I don't like. I mean, this is the old school in me, and I'm. I feel I'm the best of new school and old school. But this, I'm not changing. I never. I feel like. I feel like the challenger's got to come to the champion. The challenger should want the champion. The champion should say, "I want the challenger." Okay, because then I feel like you're putting the champion. Nia Jackson, in this case, in a position where she is, she has something to prove against another competitor. 
I know it's the work. I know it's entertainment. It's a show, but I I get wrapped up. Wrap, I get wrapped up into the realism of it. You should, as fans, you should, because that's how you get engulfed in. That's the beauty of being a wrestling fan. Um, and when you work in the business as a wrestler or an announcer or a trainer, you really have to get wrapped up in the realism of it. You guys know you've read it all. You've heard it all. Taz was a hard ass. He was a schmuck. He was a douche backstage. He was a yeah because uh, backstage I was the human suplex machine. In my mind, I was the killer. I was a I was a mean, nasty, angry loner, and I didn't need any or care about anybody. And that's how I showed up to work. And 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 I had to get in that mindset because I, I lived the gimmick. And I'm proud to say I you're damn right I did. <laughs> I did live the gimmick. You no doubt about it. <laughs> and I'm proud of it. And that's what got me over. Uh, but I digress. So I. I don't feel that the challenger should be sitting back and then the champion says, I want I want her. And 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 even on Raw as, as a title, I saw it over the weekend on WWE.com. It was something like Nia Jax or WWE Women's Raw champ. She's she's like as a hook to, to Raw, she gets ready to to get ready for the to, to face the baddest woman on the planet. Like, no. Why should Nia Jax, why should that be a heading? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I just pulled it up. Nia Jax prepares to face the baddest woman on the planet. No, 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 <clears throat> no. The baddest woman on the planet is preparing to face the most dominant woman on the roster in Nia Jax as the Raw Women's Champ. That's the title. <laughs> okay. Nia should be preparing. I'm sorry. Uh, Ronda should be preparing, preparing for for Nia, not vice versa. No, that's not how this goes, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> you shouldn't do this like this. I just, I'm sorry. So look, it. I, I'm gonna get even deeper with this, and this is no disrespect towards Ronda Rousey. I, I think she's gonna be great. I put her over a lot out here. I told you that. But she's obviously green in the ring as a professional wrestler. You know, um, jeez. I, 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 so you do something like this where the women's champion, Nia Jax, she's preparing to face the baddest woman on the planet. And, and at the upfront, the NBC Universal upfront, you know, Nia says, I want to face Ronda Rousey. Okay. All right. So you have something to prove as the champion against the challenge. Got it. Okay. Which I don't like that. Okay. Not blaming Nia. It's not her fault. But then like, a couple of days later, on social media, I think it was on Twitter or something, on one of WWE's Twitter accounts, it might have been their main one, they tweeted out a link, maybe it was on Instagram, I can't recall, of Goldust, Dust, Dust, uh, uh, you know, Dustin Rhodes, Goldust, who's great, I, I love him, I know him, he's a great guy, he's a great, great worker, and um, one of the more respected guys in our business, he's, he's badass, I love him, and he was helping Ronda, he was helping Ronda on... on the basics of a side headlock and how to how to lock into side headlocks and how how your hand control needs to be on a lockup into a side headlock. I mean, really pull back the curtain. I got to be honest with you. I was a little surprised. Not at, at not at um uh, not at Goldust at WWE ex- exposing this. I I wasn't a fan of it to be honest. Uh, and they're showing a true veteran, a, a true pro in Goldust teaching a novice. You know, a, a green talent in Ronda Rousey, you know, how to, from a tie-up, a lock-up, properly go into a side headlock. And everything that Dustin said was spot-on exactly correct what he did. I, I would never have done this. On a, I would never expose it like this. That's just I'm a little... 
Again, not Dustin's fault. As WWE wanted to put that out there. I don't know why you would do that. I, I just don't know why you would do that. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't know why. I don't know why you would show Ronda Rousey that vulnerable. And Ronda was all years respectful, listening, and 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 they're, and they're tweeting away or putting this on IG. Like, what the heck is going on? Really? I mean, I understand it's a work. People know it's a work. They know if this was a shoot, Ronda could probably beat up all the girls on the roster. I got it. But come on, let's keep, let's try to build Ronda's credibility and not show her trying to learn how to lock up backstage, not at a dojo. This is backstage at a show. Showing her how to lock up into a side headlock. And kudos to Dustin for teaching her and teaching her right. I strongly doubt that Dustin said, hey, uh, get the social media guys here. I want to show how, how to go from a, a tie-up into a side headlock the proper way and the footwork and, and the hand motions. I want to show her. So let's put this on Twitter. I really don't think Goldust did that, okay? He's, he's not like that. He's not going to do that. Um, I just, I, I'm not blaming either of those two talents, Dusty, uh, Goldust or, or, uh, or, or Ronda. I blame WWE. I just think this is pulling back the curtain too much on the wrong person. On the wrong person. If you want to do that with a guy or a gal who works for NXT that's on the come up, fine. Not what Ronda Rousey, who your women's champ, uh, is saying, I want to face her to prove something. Come on. Like, it's a little bit, like, weird. Now, look, I, you know, maybe I'm overthinking this. I don't think I am. And if you want to try to change my mind, good luck. It's not going to work. I, this is kind of like, I just don't, I, I, I explained succinctly what I had a problem with it with and, and detail. So I'm not going to go on anymore about it. And, and that's just basically how I see it. I, and I'm not changing on it. How about that? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. I just, I was, I just was, my mind was blown watching this and on both ends. Like your, your champion saying, I want that challenger uh, to prove something. Why you're the champ. And then. You know, we're going to show on Twitter that this young lady doesn't know how to do the proper hand motions and technique and footwork from a tie-up into a freaking side headlock. I, I don't know. I, mean, I guess I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right, guys, look, I, I, uh, before I go to break, I, I want to tell you something, you know, about serious, you know, something very serious where, you know, you hear things like, I'm not going very far. I'm in a rush. Uh, you know what? It's too comfortable. It's too uncomfortable. Uh, sometimes I just forget, okay? Uh, if you've used any of these excuses, you're putting yourself at risk, guys, of injury and, and or death, okay? And it could also cost you lots, lots of money. Cops are writing tickets, so why take the risk? Do the smart thing. Do the right thing. Start buckling up every trip day or night guys click it or ticket i'm telling you right now don't use these excuses be smart why spend all that money lose all that money and put yourself and others in in extreme danger okay buckle up guys okay click it or ticket there you have it all right so i'm uh, gonna go to break here let's start a break uh, we're gonna get into that topic that i was talking about uh that Pete the Body asked me the question of, like, and I'll bring it forward right here and we'll talk about it. Uh, what if me, Taz, what if I don't sign with WWE in late 1999 and just stayed with EC Dub? All right, Taz, show sit tight.
right, guys, we're back here on the Taz Show. Yeah. All right. Uh, Going to get into talking about that topic of, uh, well, what if Taz doesn't sign with WWE? <laughs> back in uh, extremely late uh, 1999. Um, yeah. Um, no notes. Just going to get into talk about this here in a second. First, let me know, I'll let you know the support for the Taz Show comes directly from my friends over at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. The group that understands that the home plays a big role in your life and family, that's why they created something as simple, simplistic as Rocket Mortgage, uh, which gives you the confidence that you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing uh, your existing home loan. Uh, and as you guys know, it's simple, guys. Uh, lets you fully understand all the details and to be confident that you're getting the right mortgage for you and or your family. Its trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at a touch of a button. And in addition to getting real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. So, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. I love saying that. NMLSConsumerAccess.org, number 3030, 30, a rocket uh, mortgage. So, all righty. Yeah. Uh, so what happens if yours truly does not sign with WWE in 1999 and then debut for the WWE at the Royal Rumble year 2000? So for those that don't know, I was signed for, you know, probably about a month and a half ish maybe more i can't remember around that realm uh before i even debuted so um you know talking about different creative ideas and you know phone call conversations at that time with vince russo who was the lead writer and then vince left for wcw then i you know dealt with vince mcmahon directly and going over production stuff some of you might have heard this already you know with kevin dunn uh and uh jim johnson for mike my music and video wall and all that kind of fun stuff um, you know, uh, yeah, so there was all this different prep work and all this different, it was an exciting time for me personally when I signed with WWE, um, but yet also sad and depressing because I was leaving uh, a place that was home in ECW and um, it was, uh, it was ugly. Like, it, <laughs> you know, Paul and I, it wasn't like, uh, oh man, good luck. Oh yeah, Paul, thanks. And I'm not mad at Paul. I, you guys know the story, uh, Paul thought that we came to terms, him and I, and I felt like, well, yeah, but then I thought about, like, maybe at that time, Paul wouldn't be able to afford the deal, and and, and I just, you know, we were starting a family, my wife and I, and it was just, uh, uh, yeah, I, I probably made some mistakes and probably was a little unethical in my business dealings, and, and but um, at that time, I felt like I was doing the right thing, and for my family and me, and, and, and Paul and I have since... Everything's been great. So uh, uh, many years ago, and and you know, um, uh, you know, we're we're cool. We've always been cool since then. And you know, it was a little tight for a while, but we're, we are cool. Um, but I'll never forget that time because it was bittersweet. <clears throat> it was a, a great feeling, a great time that I'm finally uh, getting to the level that I've worked hard to get to, and that's the the major leagues, the cream of the crop, and. And I'm going to get to work in big buildings. And I'm going to get to, you know, debut uh, in my hometown at Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena, which when I signed my deal, I didn't know that was going to happen. Uh, but when I found that out later, I'm like, wow, this is sick. Um, 
you know, all that, all that fun stuff. You're going to get the debut against the undefeated Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle. I'm like, wow, I respected Kurt. I knew Kurt. So I was, that was, to me, was very cool. Uh, just, you know, um, yeah, it was a very exciting time and, 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 um, for me. And it was a hot time in the wrestling business, you know, because there were, you know, WCW was cooking on all cylinders and ECW was doing really well and, and WWE was doing really well too. And, you know, it was just a... It was just an exciting time. I mean, I was I'm, I was very fortunate to be in my prime when there was a lot of money to be made for a lot of guys and girls. So it was it was very very cool. But um, what would happen if I didn't sign with WWE? Well, that's an interesting question. You know, um, what if it didn't? Ha- what if I stayed? You know, um, uh, <laughs> you know, I I, I don't want to be rude. You know, I just it was a lot of years ago, but. You know, I remember being in, in a, a WWE locker room um, at a Raw and hearing that it was like, well, yeah, ECW is done. You know, just some of the guys were talking about it and someone told me without naming names, like, what happened? And uh, like that it was official, like it was just Dunsky. And I, f- I felt horrible. I felt horrible. I felt, um, this is not me being egotistical. I felt a little bit responsible because I was such a big act in the company, uh, I, I, and it was a one-two punch. The Dudleys left before me, and they were a, a gigantic act that was over huge in ECW, as you guys know. And they went to WWE uh, before me, and then uh, not not super long after the the Duds, I I went, you know. And it was like a boom boom, you know. It was you lose three talents, three guys that helped a lot behind the scenes and 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 also on the camera you, you were pushing hard and and those three those three people are gone those t- three people but two actors one was a tag team obviously but yeah, it, uh, yeah so I felt a little responsible when I heard that I'm like ah oh, man you know um I, I but I I had some buzz in my head when I before I signed with WWE and that was the other thing too that there was a maybe maybe there was some finan- more financial issues than we thought within ECW and the business end of things and some stuff that Paul just could not control and wasn't his fault or just whatever you know that's not what this is about but I, you know I did feel bad you know I did feel bad and 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 I felt like a pit in my stomach you know I, it's but I have to tell you there was a part of me and somebody in the locker room said this to me. And that's another person. I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's plenty of the podcasts that go back in history and tell stories and 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 mention names. I I don't I don't name names. I'm sorry. That's not my shtick. I don't have to do that. I don't need that for content. Um, that's not who I am. That's just not who I am. Um, but someone said to me, dude, man, you know, how happy are you that you made the right move and you got out of there before that ship went down? How you, 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 very smart, great move by you that you got out of there. Okay. And this person who said this to me is a pretty big name, um, in the business uh, still. And, um, you know, I said, I understand, I know, but I, I just feel bad. You know, there's a lot of good people that work there on camera, behind the camera, and I just feel bad, you know. I, but that's what people were thinking that, that were friends of mine, they, like, man, um, this worked out for you. Uh, you. Maybe you saw this coming, or maybe just you lucked out. 
you don't want to, you know, you felt like you didn't want to be someplace that when the ship went down, because now when you're there, the overview could could be, could be business-wise, it hurts you, uh, your leverage. It hurts you maybe to go to one of the big companies now because now you went out of business. Now it's like, well, now what? So I, I think that if I was still with ECW and it went out of business, that's that's the first thing that would have jumped out to me. Not that I would have been sad. It would have I would my business mind would have clicked right away to protect my family. Like, oh geez, now what? My leverage is gone. Because the company I work for, I'm getting pushed from, is just went went out of business. It's like you instantly could lose a lot of leverage. Like instantly, you know. So it's just you don't have to be from the wrestling business to figure out what I'm telling you. It's pretty simplistic. So, you know, that that that's that's the first thing that would have been if I didn't sign with WWE. That that would have been the major issue right there. Like, okay, I'm I'm gonna lose money. I'm gonna I'm not gonna make I'm gonna I'm just not gonna be able. To, and look, it might sound selfish, like when I'm talking about that about money, but guys, this is a business, and 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 wrestling fans sometimes not I am not stereotyping wrestling fans, but some wrestling fans. And I've been in the business three decades, and I've been around a lot of different type of people, and and a lot of wrestling fans or some wrestling fans, you know, the you sold out type thing and all that jazz. You guys don't realize some of you people that this is a business, this is a job, this is a career. We have families, you know. You have mortgages. You have so I got to use Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Hello, simple plug. We, you know, we have mortgages, we have homes, we have bills, we have car payments, we have. School tuitions, we have, you know, we have to fill refrigerators in our homes. I mean, you know, maybe you don't have a home. You have to have rent you have to pay. You Maybe you're helping your family with money. You know, you have bills. Just because you're a pro wrestler and you're on TV um, doesn't mean you don't have real-life financial responsibilities. So that's what would jump out to me if I didn't sign with WWE. Like, okay, now we're out of business. Now what? Now what do I do? Now, now I'm I'm I just cut, I just cut my pay, with potentially WCW or WWE. I I just because you know, unless WWE really wants you bad, then I could leverage them against WCW. I mean, yeah, maybe me or other guys could have thought that. Yeah, but maybe there's a flip side to this question. If Taz doesn't sign with WWE, maybe the flip side is, you know, does WWE? I'm sorry, does uh, does ECW? survive does it does it keep on rolling if the human suplex machine stays in the company uh to answer that question no i don't think so uh no i i I wasn't i mean i was over and i was and i humbly say i was a very big name i know that there in ecw but i wasn't the whole company none of us none of us were bigger than the company none of us none of us really uh, I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is. None of us were bigger than the company. The brand, those three letters were huge. But the one-two punch of losing two big acts that were pushed back to almost back definitely hurt. Um, and, and that wasn't on purpose. That wasn't by design. It was just three guys doing business moves, uh, uh, two at the same time, one at a different time. So figure that out. That That's what that was. Um, and now I don't want to speak for the duds. I'm just telling you, like, at that time, you know, I was talking to him all the time and, and we were very close and, uh, you know, especially Bubba and I, but I'm just saying like, I like for me, I can't speak for them, but for me, if I stayed in the company and didn't go to WWE, do I think that WWE would have, um, I'm sorry, do I think ECW would have, uh, would have stayed afloat? No, I don't. 
No, I don't think so. I think maybe a teeny bit longer, but no, no I wasn't. I wasn't the only guy that was getting pushed. I wasn't the only guy that that was over. There was a lot of us that were over, and and a lot of those guys were still there, you know. So it it, it was bigger than who's over, who's getting, you know, who's over with the audiences. <clears throat> it was a lot bigger than that. The, the 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 falling of ECW and going out of business. It was it was a lot deeper than the creativity. It wasn't the creativity. It wasn't the talent of the guys and girls in the company. It wasn't Paul Heyman's creativity. It wasn't the production of. Ron Buffon and company, or, or how great of an announcer Joey Styles on play-by-play was. It was none of that stuff. It was just the timing of things, the money, the this, the that. It just, it, I believe, guys, that a lot, most of things in life, if it's meant to be, it will be. So I believe that ECW was that whatever the hell it was, seven years, eight years, six, whatever, nine, I don't know how long it, was, it existed. But it was... ECW was a was a drag race car, whatever you call it. Like the what do you call it? The cars with the friggin' uh, parachute on the back. It just it sits at the at the starting line, just humming. And then boom! Once it once you hit you hit the throttle, hit the gas, boom! It's a bat out of hell. Boom! That's it. That's ECW. It went full speed for many years. Uh, just a, a mean, nasty drag race car that just went 5,000 miles an hour for many years and then just, poof, that's it. Um, and that's not a bad thing, okay? So it, it, that's just, and still to this day, it's people still talk about it. And WWE, you know, has it on its network and, 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 and is flourishing with it and, you know, people, uh, maybe you get some people out of subscribing because that's a big part of what they want to see. They've never seen ECW. Now they get to watch it, you know, with uh, fake music. Uh, so, because <laughs> they can't use the music we used. But, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I don't think if I would have stayed, if I didn't sign with WWE, I do think that what's meant to be would be. I do think, unfortunately, ECW still would have went down. Um, and I don't, now, now, would I have ended up in WWE? yes. I do. Um, I do think I would end up with WWE. Um, I always felt more that I wanted to be with WWE than WCW as a, as a Northeast New York guy. Um, I always just, you know, I don't know. I just always felt like that's where I needed to be. Um, that's number one. Number two, do I think that um, I would have debuted at the Garden and all that kind of stuff? No, that wouldn't have happened. No. Uh, would it have been a bigger buzz for me? No, no. Meaning for the character? No, it wouldn't have. Um, you know, uh, some guys flourished. You know, like RVD. You know, he flourished after this all happened. They came like that. You know, but I, you know, I wasn't as talented as Rob in the ring. I mean, Rob, <laughs> Rob uh, you know, at that time was a freak of nature, and, and you know, still kind of is. I still sort of think I'm, uh, you know, Twitter, whatever it was the freaking guy He's still doing splits, holding dumbbells. He's like. He just doesn't age. It's annoying. Uh, but, you know, that's Rob, right? But, but no, the thing is, he, he flourished. I mean, but a lot of guys didn't, but he did. Um, you yeah, know, but he's a little bit of a different breed. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, no, I, I, when I've become a broadcaster, man, I have to say, yeah. I think that I would end up, I would have ended up in WWE and in some way that would have happened for me quicker and got into the announce booth. Or, or trained to be an announcer, um, 
I, that sounds crazy as I say that to you because when I first came to WWE, as I told you guys in the past, they wouldn't let me talk. Vince wouldn't let me talk on the mic. Like, it just made me, like, I had to, like, I don't know what the hell the problem was. I just, it was a long, for those that really followed my career there, I didn't get on the microphone for, like, a long time. And then, like, it just clicked. And then, you know, it happened. I told the story. I'm not getting into it again. But, and next thing you know, I'm in an angle with Jerry Lawler and beat him up. And then I get a chance to sit on a color commentary. And then they Kevin and Vince were like, ooh, this this guy, I think, has the goods. He could do something good here. And, and I got lucky in the right place, right time, and boom, rest is history. So without being a broadcaster in WWE, I would never have been a broadcaster in TNA, and I never would be, after TNA, signed a contract with CBS Radio and done so many podcasts and segued into a, a radio show that I co-host, a national radio show, a sports radio show. So... um, all that happened because I became a broadcaster in WWE and they trained me. That's why. Now, I I do think that that was meant to be. I think what I do for a living and that becoming a commentator was meant to be in the cards of my life and my career. So I think somehow, some way, that would have segue to that. Um, if ECW, if I would have stayed with ECW, and ECW would have went down, and then I would have signed with WWE, um, and somehow. Uh, somebody would have saw something in me as a broadcaster, and then I would have segued into what happened. Um, I don't think I would have debuted at the Garden in such a big profile match and beating uh, the undefeated Kurt Angle and all that jazz. No, that I don't think would have happened if I would have stayed with ECW and then signed later with WWE. Um, I don't. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting topic. It's uh, you know, it's um, definitely gets your mind wondering. Well, wonder what would have happened, you know. But, you know, that's, uh, that, that, that's a moot point because it didn't happen. So here we have it. That's it. So, look, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I just gave you some insight. And thanks again to my friend Pete Bilotti, Pete the Body, for, for probing me with that question. And, um, and that's the deal. All right, guys, look, man, uh, as always, I appreciate you guys. And without you guys, I got nothing over here. You know what I mean? So love you. Thanks for the downloads. Much appreciated. I'll talk at you guys real soon. I'm Taz. You're not. Adios. Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting